Hello and welcome to Spoilerama. I'm Marina Gorski. And I'm Mick Jordan. And we are going to talk about the post. Yes. Not... Not the wedding fair. Yeah. <laughs> oh, please tell us more about the wedding fair you were at yesterday, Marina. I just said I didn't want to talk about it, okay. but okay. If you, if <laughs> you had a wonderful time, didn't you? Well, you did enjoy it. I did enjoy it, yes. Right. Very entertaining. Okay, that's... That's enough, in yeah. that veil line over that and get back to the film. Yes, the post. Um, yeah, what do you think? <laughs> <laughs> Never offer your own opinion first. Okay, I can. Um, yeah, I went to see it with John, uh, my husband. Um, and John Drum. Yes, it, it was actually screen one. We saw it 4K. That oh, so they're s- promoting it. This 4K thing. And did you notice anything particularly? No. I thought all films are 4K. I don't know what they're coming out with this. Yeah, I don't know if this if it's it's Sony. I think it's the projector, maybe, that is Sony. Well, it could be. I mean, they've updated. A lot of cinemas have updated their projectors. I know the IFI is doing it at the moment. Yeah, but apparently you pay a little bit more for it. Right. Which is a bit ridiculous. Yeah. Um, which I didn't know. So when we went to pay, I was like, why is that 2150? Because it's supposed to be just 20. And she's like, oh, you pay like a, a small fee for the... Okay. Yeah, this is like the That's way they did with the IMCs with their galactic screens, which was the late lamented Savoy 1. Mm. And also their screen ones and it's all called galactic and suddenly they charge an extra two euro or something for the supposedly bigger screen or the bigger cinema or auditorium. Yeah. Crap. Yeah, it's so. the, like there's the... I think the Mez in Dundrum which is in screen one, it's the top part of, of the... Yeah, but that's, that's like VIP or something, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, but I think the seats are exactly the same. <laughs> okay, you're just at an angle or whatever. Yeah, it's all this rip-off crap. Like, I yeah. can understand paying extra for 3D uh, because it's a different experience. And you have to provide the glasses. Well, you, they, um, they normally pay extra for the glasses. Yeah. Any of the Sims I have, but I, I mean, I have so many glasses, so, but I just don't go 3D anymore if I can. Oh, yeah, no. Um, no, I hate that sort of logic crap that doesn't happen in the lighthouse or the IFI or in Navin where I saw it where they have dips for their nachos <laughs> I'm delighted to see that and then I, uh, I said I was, it was an evening and they just had a combo offer I think it was 8 euro for medium drink and nachos and I said oh I'll have nachos please and they said would you like two dips okay <laughs> they gave me two dips and they were lovely and then spilled all over myself which is why I don't have nachos normally but I enjoyed it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, John had nachos that night too because it was the combo. So we had, yeah. No, let's not make it about this. Yeah, I was just thinking that we're three <laughs> minutes into the podcast we're talking about the food, the 4K screen. The um, film was yes, great. The film was fantastic. Now, I, d- I think Meryl Strip. <laughs> went, every, every, every podcast you hear, you listen to, that's ours. I go, it's hard to explain. I always do that. Um, yeah, Meryl Strip was... Amazing. I really, really liked her. Yeah. Um, Why are you surprised? No, because sometimes she can be the same kind of person in every character, if you get me. The characters okay. can be quite similar. This one, I don't think it was. This one, I think it was a, a, a tad different <laughs> to the other ones. Now, this is not a criticism to Meryl Streep. She's fantastic anyway. But it, she has become the Meryl Streep. Performance. Yeah, rather than the character. The same thing as George Clooney. Um, yeah, but a lot of the time is the characters are designed for that, for George yeah. Clooney. In Meryl Streep's case, it's just because she's been around for so long and has been so regard, highly regarded that you're really looking at her rather than the character yeah. she's playing. And in this, you're still aware it's her, but 
you just get so absorbed in the film and everything about it that you you're very aware throughout it's Tom Hanks and Meryl Streep all the way through you know yeah. it's them well not so much with Tom Hanks like Tom Hanks I always think he is so good that I forget that he's in it I believe okay. him as an actor with Meryl Streep you're just like oh wow she's fantastic because she's yeah. so fantastic you, you kind of reminded that is that so you're is just Meryl admiring Streep. the acting rather than the concentration yeah. on what's going on yeah so yeah there you go John liked okay. it <laughs> John doesn't look at any of this crap <laughs> <laughs> well were you gripped by it throughout Yes, I was. Um, and I kept, throughout, I kept thinking, how did they not find these things out? Like, how did, didn't the CIA find out that these people had these documents? Documents? Did they not notice it went missing or something? Oh, no. Well, I mean, he photocopied them. The guy who stole oh, I know photocopied that. everything. But do they not notice people going in and out and in the, uh, who has access to that room? Do they not investigate that Well, no, that further? was the point. Like, he was one of the researchers on the project. The oh, whole thing okay. was it was a project that McNamara set yeah, up to yeah. research and, and one of the researchers decided to copy the report that they made. And that's what he was. He was the one smuggling it out. So they they never checked on him. This is what remember at one point when he does it the first time, he hesitates and they say the security guards say, is everything OK? And it's obvious that he's debating whether to go through the security where he could be checked. Yeah. And then he decides to risk it. But I read somewhere that the guy himself, the guy who actually did it, um, he was always nervous, but he was never, ever checked. And this is why, like, he was just so trusted. Yeah. And this is why he was able to do it. So, all. OK, yeah. But I, I just thought, because nowadays they check everything. So well, yeah. probably at that time, because they trust him, you know. They well, didn't. I mean, this was pre-Watergate, before any of these yeah. leaks or so on were going on. And so they wouldn't have, they would just randomly, they were probably checking for weapons and things like that. It wouldn't occur to them that people might smuggle documents out. And also the security wouldn't even know that these documents existed. Yeah. So why would he be taking out paperwork? It just wouldn't occur to him. But if they had checked for anything else, they would have found it. And it would have been all over the place and so on. And I mean, that was it. It wasn't until he got everything out that he started releasing it to the press. Yeah. So it was, but it's, what's interesting for me about watching it was, have you seen All the President's Men? Or do you know of it? I know of it. I haven't seen yeah. it. It's that's based, is that's that with Watergate. Is that with Tom Cruise? No, it's Dustin Hoffman and Robert Redford. It's a seventies film. Okay, I was, thinking, I was thinking. Yeah, I was thinking about something. Oh, you're probably else, thinking yeah. of. Uh, I can't remember the name, but I know what you're thinking of. But no, this one, um, All the President's Men, was made in the seventies, and it's about Watergate and the whole how the Washington Post, the same paper, exposed. Um, Lincoln had broken it and Lincoln Jesus yeah I was <laughs> going to say this Lincoln in the 70s <laughs> and the discredit him associating with Nixon <laughs> uh, Nixon organised a break in at Watergate to spy on the Democrats and that's what this film ends with now I'm not I know it's a, a spoiler of sort but it's a deliberate homage to All the President because the exact yeah. start of All the President is the exact same scene like right the way it's filmed and photographed is the opening of all the president's men is someone breaking in the security guard finding them in Watergate and it was the post exposed it and it was Ben Bradley played by Tom Hanks who was, in, who was the head of the reporters but All the President's Men is about Dustin Hoffman and Robert Redford as Bernstein was one of them I can't remember the other guy two reporters for the post who exposed what happened at Watergate and brought Nixon down that basically brought Yeah Nixon I heard about that yeah. anyway yeah but what was interesting in that there's the three main characters in that are Ben Bradley, the editor, and the two reporters. Men. Like, this is what struck me about this is it's the times we live in. If this film had been made in the 70s, it wouldn't have been about the Post. It would have been about the New York Times. Yeah. Because the New York Times were the ones who brought the paper 
papers to the fr- front. And I think yeah. that like the whole court case is against the New York Times and the Washington Post. Yeah. But because they needed, I would say that this is why the story is about the Post, partly because of the link with all the presidents because they went on to expose all that. But also the fact that the, probably the owner of the New York Times is a man. And they just wanted to balance it out. But they could have told exactly the same story with the New York Times. So she so wasn't. She didn't exist. Then. Well, she did. But that's what I mean, is that because the head of the Washington Post, the owner of the Washington Post was a woman. That's why they concentrated on the Washington Post story rather than the New York Times story. Because it's oh, the same I story. Oh, I get you. I get you. I get you. I get you. Why they the chose to, to, to tell this one. Yeah. Rather because than the other one. if you think of it logically, the one to do is the New York Times because they were the first ones to expose it. And they were clamped down. Yeah, and then the Post decided to expose it. So there, it's a really a follow up. But everything that happened to the Post happened to the Times as well. So it was interesting. And then they make references to reporters. They say at one point, "What's Bob Sheeran doing?" Or she, you know, I can't remember his name. Yeah, yeah, that your man goes after. Yeah. And, yeah, and he yeah. is a major reporter for New York because I'm watching at the moment um, a documentary on Vietnam. Ken Burns' documentary about the history of Vietnam, and he's that reporter they talk about is the main one they interviewed throughout. So he's a big guy in all this, but they don't feature him in this at all because they want to concentrate on the Tom Hanks and Meryl, Meryl Streep story. Yeah. But uh, having said all that, I'm delighted they did because yes, it should be balanced out and it is, it's gripping throughout. It's it is. Really it's very, compelling. very good. And even like, have you actually noticed a small reference to another favourite film of ours that we've seen ref- recently, which is a classic as well? The Graduate? Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think what was... Well, it probably wasn't I mean, a was, reference, but it was something that I immediately, when I saw it, I thought of The Graduate. I think I did hear something. When she it. went to get the phone. Yes. And she yes, took off the earrings. Exactly, I actually thought of that at exactly the same time I said, yeah, the, the clip on earrings takes yeah. off of us to find it. But I mean, that was, yes. I yeah, mean, yeah, that was, that was, was, a, that was probably something they did anyway because it probably just got in the way of answering yeah. the phone but it's a real authoritative thing as well yeah it's a certain yeah. Tar- just calmly came, you know, sl- slamping it down putting the phone to the ears yeah. just adapting to what it is yeah and I mean it, it, she's very Mrs. Robinson like yeah authority figure the whole lot yeah I did take it I've forgotten that so no, there well you spotted. go well yeah. yes thank you <laughs> so but that brings back to that it does recreate the era brilliantly yeah it really feels like this film was made in the 70s everything yeah. is so Exactly as it should be. Now, and this is not even like we were said about Darkest Hour before, that this is just our idea of what the 40s were like. We've seen so many films made in the 70s, like All the President's Men and so on. This is what the 70s looked like in the 70s in films made at the time. And that's what this is. Even there's one point where one of the reporters is on a public phone. You see the bank of phones. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When he went outside and, and all I said, that. I said, that. It just doesn't look created. You say that has to be real. Yeah, but it probably isn't. They must have created a set. It must be a set created because that sort of thing wouldn't, unless they found something. But it yeah. looks so authentic. Everything looks authentic, and even the press room with all the miles and miles of desks and phones and so on. Yeah, and to say, pardon, pardon me, I was just admiring it so much that that's a set that they created just for this one moment. It's just the amount of work and labor went into it. It's brilliant. And papers and yeah. all that stuff. Everything. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. And, I, and did you see Tom Hanks when he was on Graham Norton and he was talking about all the tension of yeah. the phones? Because so, you had to pick up the phone and then dial. Yeah. And then all this was done. And then wait for a And reply. the coins and everything. <laughs> and, I, and as soon because I saw Graham Norton before I saw the film and I remember when he said it to, uh, 
told that scene and he, you could see your man it, it wasn't his scene anyway it was your the other guy and you could just see that suddenly the, the coins fall on the floor yeah. and you're like oh my god this is what he was talking about and it was tense it was yeah. is he gonna hang up what's gonna go on because you don't know who was on the well you did but you didn't really like know exactly who was on the phone on the other line yeah and it was so like and you didn't know if this guy was going behind everyone else's back or whatever, you know. So it was just like, what's going on? Yeah, find the coins, find the right coins, <laughs> but the right change, press the right button. <laughs> so it was brilliantly. I actually saw, just a little parenthesis, I actually saw a scene kind of like that yesterday at the bridal show. No, but leaving, no, leaving. <laughs> no, we're not going to talk about <laughs> No, leaving Marina the bridal show, bridal we show. got the dart at Sandy, Sandy Mount and, um, we get obviously we'd have to get the dart going from Sandy Mount to Bray to stop at Daenery. And um, these are important details. Yes, yeah, very important. But to get to that platform, you have to go into the one that goes the other way and go downstairs and then around that, that kind of thing. Okay. So, and I had to top up my leap card. And the guy in front of me, you could see the train pulling in, the one that's going towards Hoth, pulling in, and the guy looking at the train. And then the girl in front of him was taking her time, getting her ticket for the other platform. And the guy was there with his coins. And then he just put all the coins in. And then he had loads of change. From from the and he's trying to grab the train, he just puts it in his pocket and he runs and then as he's running, all his change falls on the floor. Oh. And there were, you could see people running after him picking up the change. And he's like, No, leave it, leave it. He just goes into the into the train. All the effort of grabbing his change and putting it in the pocket, only to lose it again. Spielberg never taught him something. No, like you that. see Spielberg like you just No, you didn't create it either. <laughs> this is just something you witnessed. I'm sort of taking credit for this. Okay. In a future Bowlane Productions film, if yeah. you see someone standing at um a a leap card machine or something, you know where the origins <laughs> of this came from. Exactly. Well anyway, so now I know sh- Meryl Streep has been nominated. I have a feeling mm. she might win because it's very it's uh, it's a very I mean I think it's a very good solid performance it's just what you expect from her but it's nothing spectacular oh no I don't think it is anything spectacular but mm. considering Oscars yeah but I mean she's won so many and that it's more it's like a sort of rule of thumb just nominate Meryl Streep <laughs> like, I guess yeah. I, I, again I haven't seen yeah. what, what's she up against like obviously she's up against Saoirse Ronan I haven't seen that yet and Margot Robbie and I, Tanya and Sally either. Hawkins and Shape of Water which, which she could actually either. win you see she could it, because it's purely because she's playing a mute yeah. and this is anyone who plays someone with some sort of handicap or disability of any kind they just go oh yeah nominate her or play someone foreign yeah. For an accent of some sort, something that's that seems more difficult than normal acting yeah. would be. Um, what was else I was going to say? Yeah, but back to what I was saying about recreating the era. One thing I thought oh. was funny was the recreation <clears throat> of hippies and things like that. Protest. Oh yeah, the, the protest. And it was because your immediate reaction. I, this is what I would love to have lived through that time. Well, I'd lived it, but as a child, but. Um, and pre- because now we looked at, on hippies and everything like that as the epitome of naff and <laughs> crap and so on. And at the time, they, w- they were new and modern yeah. and trendy. And it still managed to Oh, yeah, that. I can imagine. Like, this is, this is one of the things I love about that time is that um, they were seen as the cult, you know, the oh, intelligent, yeah. you know. And you could the just int- see... The intellectuals, yeah, the yeah, students you, you could elite. just see... 
um, people just getting into the movement just because it was cool and yeah. all that. Just the fact yeah. that it was cool. And, yeah. and I mean, I remember seeing, and it's, that's what I say, everything about it now is so crappy and that you just go oh squirmy like oh it's groovy man yeah. like that. said, don't say that hey chill hey but well, I'll tell you, the classic one of the funniest ones I've seen this is really going to explode you I'm really going to save this podcast forever because just to hear me say it's groovy man yeah groovy man ooh chill well, look the best one I've heard you love this was in Woodstock there's a film of Woodstock yes. the event and Joan Baez is Baez or whatever is performing and a fight broke out in amongst the crowd and of course they're all the hippies tripping all over the place <laughs> and so on and I'm like hey man that's 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 heavy <laughs> but she she stops to fight and she says, she says hey hey no violence man out there you don't want I don't want to see bodies unless on bon- I don't see body on body unless it's love <laughs> <laughs> I saw this in the 80s on Channel 4 so they showed it and I remember I would have been 14 and I went what the fuck <laughs> so but on top of that I mentioned earlier I'm watching the Vietnam War the documentary yeah. that's on BBC 4 and I was interviewing the soldiers in Vietnam who were stuck in Vietnam for years and never got home and knew no, so they had no idea what was going on at home all they knew about the peace movement and so on was what was reported in the military press which is obviously not very balanced Yeah. but they said but also because they were reading it they, they were, didn't know how things were pronounced. So they were reading about these hip eyes. <laughs> they were all talking about who are these hip eyes that are going out? We hate them. <laughs> I thought when they got back, that's what they were called. But to get back to the post, there are scenes of them protesting and you do get annoyed with them. You, you do. Just go, get a job. <laughs> Cut your hair. Like, get out of the streets. Yes. You're, lit- you're literally getting in the way of traffic. <laughs> Those people have to go to banks and yes. things like that. Hey man, don't <laughs> <laughs> like, we don't want your war. <laughs> Fine, get out of here then. Make love, not war. Are you ready to do that now? <laughs> so, yeah. So anyway, all the post. Yeah, fantastic film. Very entertaining and lovely on a Monday night. Do go see it. Yep. Oh no, it was, and it's two hours long, and it just flies by. Um, if it's just, I can. It's a perfect evening film to watch like yeah. even when it's on television it's just a perfect just sit down cup of coffee and absorb it for two hours and yeah it's, it's harmless it's that kind of well it's Spielberg like yeah. it's that kind of film that you oh, could it's very just, professionally made yeah, by Spielberg. yeah. It's very clearly him and um, and he's such a dote oh right don't start <laughs> doting on well one thing I will say even solved it quickly putting that aside it's come out very quick like it was only made filmed last July yeah, it has, and even the marketing, like the the yeah, the trailers and all, it was like, here's the trailer, films out next week, kind yeah. of thing. But that's deliberate because they it was planned. It probably wasn't planned for another year or so, because this is what I read that he spent about two weeks putting it together, editing it after filming it, and that's the quickest he's ever done. Yeah, on any film. and it still looks but, fantastic. Oh, it looks. But let me see. First of all, he's been doing this for four yeah, years. I know, he just yeah, knows yeah. exactly what to do. But it was also, it was because it's timely. It's seen with all the Trump is up to. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's so out. actual. So, I mean, yeah. this was planned for long before Trump was elected, but just it was being made in last July and like finished um, the end. Like this sort of thing. It's less than a year since a year ago they hadn't started filming. Yeah. So I said, like, we started the circle sessions before they started this film. So let's stop still... saying that to people. I know, but that's because we're perfectionists. We're making such a beautiful work of art. And mm. when it's ready in 2025, yes. everyone will love it. <laughs> Yes. Well, I knew, I was going to say as well, just as a little comment, the, the, the scene. No, 
the scene uh, where she's in her house and Tom Hanks keeps appearing all the time. I keep thinking of you. Like, I have <laughs> to give Mick a key. <laughs> like she says to Tom. That's, that's us, <laughs> basically. I, I'm constantly, and calling each other. I'm, I need to talk head. to you. I can't do this. Excuse me. When has that happened? Are you, now, everyone is out there saying, my God, he's hanging around her house all the time. And, no. and he's calling her all the time. And she's saying, I can't do Just this. Just in January, December, Just January, January, you stayed at my house, I'd say, at least 10 times. It's nowhere near 10 times. <laughs> I'd say On invitation. Yes, of course. But this is what An I invitation mean. I extended to myself. Yes. <laughs> Which you probably will this weekend as well, won't you? Well, we're filming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I live in Kells. We'll get a B&B, Mick. Oh. <laughs> I'm joking. No, not even Well, at kidding. least I'd have a comfortable bed. Oh, just because. You see, Mick is very tall, so his feet hang out, hang off the, at the end of the bed. So for him, I'm, a, I'm only a small person. That bed is perfect for me. And my brother, because he's, he, no, he, I can't I just really, Do you realise what you just said? <laughs> Make his feet stick out over the end of the bed, but that bed is perfect for me. <laughs> oh no, we don't sleep together. <laughs> Not even in the same room. For now, yeah, B and B. I sleep in the spare room next door to Marina and her husband, where they sleep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Mick's bed in the the next room has two beds, so you know, if I want to, I could have slept there. <laughs> Just trying to embarrass him. Okay, Successful. thank you very much for listening. Mission accomplished again. I will give this film an eight and a half again out of ten because it's mm. great. It's fantastic. It's Spielberg. I, I'm actually very curious to see his the next one, Ready, Ready Player. Player one. Yeah, because it's complete. I think that was meant to come out first. Yeah, like that's when he was concentrating on this. Was just the next one to be ready, but he rushed. It. I think. Ready Player One is probably completely different from the post, so oh, I'm gotcha. very, I'm very curious to see that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. So I'll give it an eight and a half. I um, give it four, four stars. Four again. stars. Yeah. Okay. Well, there you go. Go watch it, please. And go to the bridal fair as well in the RDS. No. Apparently, it's great fun. Okay. <laughs> we're not sponsored by them, so. No, we're not. If you do want to, we don't want to be sued by them. If you either. do want to sponsor us, send us an email. No, not just the bridal show. Anyone. Oh, yeah. If you do want to sponsor us, please send us an email at bowlaneproductions at gmail.com. That's bow, B-O-W, lane, L-A-N-E, productions at gmail.com. And um, yeah, we can figure something out, man. <laughs> groovy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it'll be groovy. You just need me to do it. Oh, well, that's chill. Chill. <laughs> Chillax. Yeah. No, but that's only new. Okay, that's just. I don't think Chillax was there at that time. They must have had more than just groovy and chill. Disco or just, something. No, <laughs> disco was the seventies. Yes. Oh, well, late seventies. <laughs> like the hippies were the late sixties, early seventies. Yeah, but still, groovy is also um, disco. I suppose it was. It was. It's kind of a mixture yeah, at the re- uh, that but I mean, there is a late seventies, early eighties was kind of a mixture of the two. But there is a song from the sixties. It's the song everyone who learns a guitar first learns a guitar called "Feeling Groovy." So I think there's only about two co- chords in it. <laughs> and I think it's on Martin Man or something. Like, not Martin Man. Oh, and another Dustin Hoffman film. Midnight Cowboy. And it's just... Feeling groovy. 
Okay, thank you very much for listening. Uh, I've been Marina Gorski. And I've been Mick Jordan. Woo! Groovy! No! Yeah, but you could have gone groovy. Yeah, but, yeah, but t- you should have told me then. I don't need told Woohoo is my moment. Every podcast, you know that. Yeah, if you want to change it, then you have to tell me. Woohoo! It only just occurred to me now. So, there, I'm telling you now. No, actually, leave yours in. That was fantastic. Woohoo!